0: hello my friends and welcome to another cup of joe podcast the final one for the week we have reached friday it is friday uh, october the second and again wherever you are however I, I hope you feel well on this day which is the feast of the guardian angels i hope it it finds you embraced in the arms of the angels as uh, that great theologian sarah mclaughlin once said uh so um Because it is a feast day, and not just a memorial, it's a feast, we are going to change off of Luke. I think that's kind of what, if it's a memorial, such as yesterday, uh, St. Therese, or the day before, uh, for Jerome, we keep on our same pattern. We keep with the the gospel reading for the day, uh, particularly this last week in Luke. But when it is a feast day, such as Tuesday with the archangels, and today with the guardian angels, uh, it uh, selects a different gospel that applies to that feast. And so you will see that uh, we have done that today. We're going to go with Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 to 5 and 10. So Matthew 18, 1 through 5 and 10. So let's uh, open up God's word together here today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The disciples approached Jesus and said, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called the child over, placed it in their midst, and said, Amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that their angels in heaven always look upon the face of my heavenly father. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, a a good reading and and one that we actually um, talked about not too long ago when we went through Matthew, that whole idea of. What does it mean to be childlike Uh, and uh, and we chatted want to talk a little bit more about that first before I talk about the guardian angels there was uh, I mentioned Julianne Stanz's book yesterday Julianne for those who don't know works up at the diocese uh, heads up our um, office of evangelization the department at the Diocese of Green Bay, a wonderful, uh, wonderful woman and a, and a true gift to the church, uh, not just the Church of Green Bay, the church at large. And boy, just worth listening to simply for her Irish brogue, if nothing else. Well, I mentioned that she wrote a book, her first book, and it's called Start With Jesus. Well, and this was the first page of the book. So I'm, I'm going to quote Julianne again. Uh, and every parent knows the drill. Uh, it was a Sunday morning, and she was waking up her children uh, to get them ready for Mass. And you know how that is always a, a oh, my goodness. I was going to say, you could write a book about it. Well, clearly she did. Um, it's an event. And uh, one of her children, I think it was a three- or four-year-old child, didn't want to get out of bed. And said, I don't want to go to Mass today. And, and you know how a parent's heart just is like, oh. Those are the words that I'd been dreading to hear, and I knew I would hear them. And she said, well, sweetie, why? Why don't you want to go to Mass? And he looked up at her and said, because nobody looks happy there. What a, I mean, insightful. Again, out of the mouths of children. Because brothers and sisters, children, you know, when Jesus says we have to become like them, uh, again, it's that humility, and we talked about that yesterday with St. Therese her incredible humility uh, to be a little flower, not one of the big ones that that draw attention and and people seek for fragrance, but one of the wildflowers lost among the many in the field that are simply there to brighten the, the journey of anybody who trods by, but who may never be seen, but are content to be that, that humility of children, that they own no voice, no rights within that society. But beyond that, like that book, the Julianne, uh, in that first phrase, they name a truth. Kids see the world anew in a way, brothers and sisters, that you and I get used to. We're used to coming to church and seeing people exactly like that. Whereas a new a child hasn't learned not to say things like that yet. Praise God, by the way. And names a truth for us that we know carries a part of the truth and, and it helps us to see the world again anew through their eyes may we be so blessed uh, to be like children today um, humble trusting that we don't need to be seen uh, all we are is to be this wild flower like St. Therese this little flower content to be what it was made to be and uh, all we need is to see the world anew, that, uh, that we don't have to uh, just go through the patterns and see things that we think we already know, but to name them anew or to listen to those who name them differently, who are seeing them with new and different eyes, because they have a truth to bring to us as well. But, you know, um, again, Jesus, we we hear this gospel today, obviously, not just for that first part that I talked about, but for that last line, which Jesus says, see that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that their angels in heaven. Always look upon the face of my heavenly father. I mean, this is really what we rest our hat upon with this idea of guardian angels. You know, we celebrated the feast of the archangels uh, on Tuesday and uh, we celebrated Michael and Gabriel and, and Raphael, uh, that God continues to be present, not distance. And the archangels are the big shooters. I mean, they're the seraphim, uh, and uh, they're the, the mighty ones who are at the, the throne of God and before God, uh, and, uh, and Michael the defender. Gabriel, the messenger, Raphael, the, the healer and the guide, that God continues to do that for us. But, but those were, were in those angelic, or well, the archangel form. But here, the, as you say, the personality, but that's not the word I want to say, how personal our God is, that each one of us has an angel in the kingdom that, that looks upon the face of God. And this idea that, you know, we, we I, I don't know about you, so I'll speak for me. I think it's easy to associate, oh, guardian angels are the best friend of parents because it helps us realize that our kids uh, are being watched over even when we're not the ones doing the watching over. Uh, and so it can be a tool that we use to help us feel better about ourselves. Uh, and and then when the kids are old enough to fend for themselves, perhaps we lose that because it no longer serves its purpose in our lives, which was, okay, now they can, they can watch over themselves. They don't need somebody else watching over. But I think we do a disservice to this teaching if we look upon it that way. Because I think brothers and sisters... Regardless of our age, we still have an angel watching over us, and not just watching over us to make sure we don't trip when we're crossing the street. Although, I'll raise my hand here. I think I probably need that on more occasions than one. But I mean an angel that hears our prayer and brings it before our God, that speaks on our behalf before the throne of God even now that, that cares for us. And, um, as tradition would say, it is our guardian angel who presents our soul to God upon our death. And so brothers and sisters, I know there's an an ancient tradition that if you pray to your guardian angel before you go to bed and say, I'd like to know your name, the first name that pops into your mind when you wake up in the morning, that's the name. I don't know if that's true or not. But here's what I do know. I love where it points. In not only does God truly care for you and I, truly want to hear our prayer, truly wants to, to have us defended and guarded, and truly wants us to be presented, I think he truly wants us to, to, to know uh, of those who are, are, are with us. And whether we know their name or not, I think it's okay to say, Guardian Angel, I thank you for being present in my life. Present me to God, not only at my death, present me to God today. Present the struggles. I think for us to speak personally and honestly with these angels, again, I, I say this because I speak generally, personally to, to Christ That's that's generally the one that I'm I'm praying to. But I love the idea of how close God is and how personal He is, and how we can develop that relationship if we choose to, because there is someone there watching over us. And every October 2nd, we're reminded of God's closeness to us uh, in the form, not only in the Holy Spirit within, but in that angelic being watching over us and bringing us and our concerns before the throne of God, even now, even today. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. We will finish the glorious mysteries today. So if there's an intention for which you would like to pray, I invite you to bring it uh, to prayer right now. And let's hand it over not only to our blessed mother, let's hand it over to our guardian angel to bring before the throne of God. So let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned Queen of Heaven. Our Father who art in Heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in Heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with Thee. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, Stay well, stay warm, uh, stay in the arms of God. And uh, I look forward to us breaking open more of God's word next week. Blessings to you.